Good afternoon and welcome back to Tea Time. That's right, we are back for the afternoon tea. We were here this morning with Julie. Now we're here this afternoon with Brett and this, and this evening we'll be here with Marianne. That's how we roll. We do three live shows each and every Thursday on Tea Time with Miss Liz. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please do so. Go over to Miss Liz's YouTube channel. Give that a quick subscribe. Check me out on all the podcast apps and give that a quick subscribe and follow. And you can catch all of these Tea Times at your own time and pace so if something is a little too long for you sometimes in a day you can take it and you can do 15 minutes 20 minutes and come back and enjoy them uh also i have the incredible co-founder and ceo of features that's right we're going to be talking about advertisement this afternoon we're going to get all of that good stuff out there and how he does all of this i checked out that website last night and i got a little in so I did the three questions and I think it's pretty cool. So we're going to be doing, we're going to be checking that out. And yeah, I do do all of my homework with all of my guests and I do check out their platforms and support them. So a little bit about Brett and the disclaimer, we're going to get all of that out there and then we're going to get Brett in here and he's going to spill you a good TEA this afternoon with all of you guys out there. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's live tea time shows. This is myself is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forth dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forums only to offer inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, through my email at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in today's show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that this show is not made for you at this time, I respect those wishes and we'll see you at a later show at a later date and time. Again, all tea times this year in 2023 are done on Thursday, 10, 3, and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
if it's not a Thursday, it's a surprise guest or a returning guest or a rescheduled show. And that is done on a Monday and Tuesday. So now let me give you a little bit on Brett. Who is Brett? Well, Brett Far Farmer Lowell, I hope I'm saying it right. We even practiced it before he came out, is the founder and CEO of Features. He's a platform that connects subject matter experts with top publishers to increase their exposure and create quality, ready-to-publish Q&A content. Previously, Brett founded and ran a digital marketing agency for 10 years. 10 years before a successful acquisition. He's a published author, dad of three, and once helped the actor Hugh Jackman launch a coffee company that was eventually acquired by Curie. Curie, Curie. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but I'm going to get Brett in here and we're going to do some tea time. So let me get Brett in here. Welcome, Brett. What's up, Miss Liz? Thanks for having me. I told you it'd be a few minutes. I just like to ramble away and get all that good stuff out there. Got so. the disclaimer out the door. Let's we could hop to it now. Have some tea. <laughs> so, Brett, I'm going to start off your my show like I started off with everybody. So, who was Brett as a little guy, and who is Brett now? Brett as a little guy is very similar to who Brett is now. Um, Brett is a little guy at ten years old. Uh, decided to blaze a trail from my friend's house to, to my house. And somehow we convinced our parents to give us machetes and blaze a trail through the woods. And at the end of the day, uh, we were very happy with what we've accomplished. And then the next morning we woke, woke up fully covered in poison oak, eyes swollen shut, and, uh, you know, an incredible adventure at 10 years old. And today, as an entrepreneur, very much still blazing trails, uh, having feelings of triumph and feelings of, oh, my gosh, uh, I've got a full bodied case of poison oak and I can't see out of my right eye. You know, so I think that very similar little Brett and uh, big Brett are, are today. So the Brett just likes to dig in and get himself into a little trouble. I, I like to go on adventures and sometimes those adventures have... <laughs> different outcomes than intended at the start of the journey. So, um, you know, for both better and worse. You know what, Brett, I'm looking at you right now and I feel like I'm talking to my cousin, Tony, you look identical to my cousin. Oh my goodness. Bring I'm him like on out, out the backstage. <laughs> cousin Tony. <laughs> I'm going to have to send you a picture of my cousin. I swear to God. I was just like, what T Tony's here. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Shout out to cousin Tony. <laughs> I, I guess it's the beard. It, it, it's, it's something. I, I was just like, who am I sitting here with? Uh, so I just kind of whoop over my head. So, Brett, I want to talk about features. How did you get the name features? Yeah, so it's featured.com. I uh, got featured because when we were thinking about our platform, which we connect subject matter experts with top publishers to increase their exposure online, essentially how it works is a publisher like Fast Company will post a question on featured.com because they want to receive a full-length article that features expert insights. And so that question gets posted, vetted experts can then answer that question and then get their insights featured in the article that's going to be eventually published on Fast Company. And so when we're thinking about what's a descriptive word that helps really describe this connection that we're making between subject matter experts and publishers, featured was a word that 
uh, came to mind. And so we went to look to see if the .com was available. Of course, it's not. Every one word .com that exists out there is taken. Uh, so we submitted our information uh, for consideration. Three years passed by. The owner of Feature.com had reached out to us saying that he was liquidating his domain portfolio and would be interested. And we essentially just negotiated the acquisition of, of the, the domain. So previously, we were under a domain called Turkle, Turkle.io. Uh, which to us meant uh, the word Turkle meant to give voice to the uncelebrated, which is really at the core of our platform. Uh, we want to, we think that everyone has expertise to share and just doesn't have a platform to share it. And so Turkle uh, was our operation for many years. And then uh, we navigated over to featured.com uh, and rebranded about a few months ago. And so uh, that, that's basically how we got the domain. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like I said, when, before you came live, I, I checked out your platform last night and I, I think it's really cool the way that you guys have that. Uh, and then you submit your answers and then it gets looked over. And then if it qualifies, it actually gets featured onto the those platforms, correct? Yeah. So when I was running a marketing agency over the last uh, 10 years, we serviced more than 500 small business owners. And the thing that we learned is that small business owners typically have very limited resources in order to get their, their brand and their business out there, but they have an abundance of knowledge to share about their business. We were, we were working with clients like a trenchless pipelining company or a specialized lawyer out in Seattle. And every one of these people just doesn't get enough questions uh, to answer in, in regards to their profession and their expertise. And so what Featured does is it really just helps connect the right questions with the right experts to bring out that new knowledge and then give that knowledge over to publishers who do want to feature that that content. So that's essentially the premise of the platform. Oh, wow. Yeah, because when I was checking the questions out last night, there's some really incredible questions out there. I highly recommend everybody go and check it out. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you can see me glitching, but- uh, I can I, definitely I, see you glitching. <laughs> my camera kind of doing something a little weird over here. I'm not sure what's going on. I hope I don't lose it, um, but- uh, if I, if I go black, just keep talking. I'm I'm gonna figure it out though. Sounds good. It's probably it's probably cousin Tony messing with the chords or whatever. <laughs> right? He's like, no, it's, be, it's supposed to be me here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Brett, I want to get into the advertisements and press releases and all that. Do you guys do that as well, or do you guys carry that off to a different department or a different uh, organization? Currently, we don't offer the ability to do press releases. We're just kind of a, a one-trick pony, and and that all we do is uh, question and answer uh, articles. So, um, at this time, we don't do press releases. In the future, we may begin to offer that. But really, our whole goal and, and mission is just to connect those subject matter experts with with publishers. Well, I'm still here. I'm just a little dark. Sounds good. <laughs> mm. I'm not sure what happened here. My camera went dark. We're supposed to be talking in the dark over here. Uh, so I want to get into uh, the marketing. So Brett, if anybody would like to market with Feature, how does that work? Yeah, so it's really simple. The way that Featured.com uh, works is you can sign up uh, for, I think that maybe I'm just doing solo now. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I think uh, Miss Liz disappeared for a second. So I'll just go into you know, how feature.com works. So uh, basically you could sign up for featured at no cost. You could answer three questions a month. Um, and then if you want a uh, unlimited submissions, then you could upgrade to one of our paid plans. So basically the reason why you would do unlimited submissions is to increase your exposure online. Uh, 
but other than that, you know, that that's basically how how featured works. And this is a little awkward now that the host is gone and I'm running Miss Miss Lee Miss Liz tea time over here. So um, special shout out to anyone who's listening. If you're in the chat here, then feel free to drop a comment. Uh, otherwise, wherever you're at, I'm out here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I, as Miss Liz mentioned, I'm an author of a book. I uh, wrote that book after traveling across the country multiple times in an RV, interviewing people about their career paths. Uh, interviewed more than 300 professionals, went to 38 states. Uh, and really, the, the takeaway from that road trip was the fact that people don't have enough of an outlet to share their meaningful expertise and experiences that they've accumulated in their life. And so that's very much at the core of the platform with uh, featured.com is you, uh, you know, could show up, answer questions that pertain to your expertise and, and, uh, you know, kind of leave a legacy and share your knowledge. So um, that's something interesting about me. And then I'm also a dad of three. I'm about that minivan life. Uh, so Anyways, this is super awkward now that there's not a host, but we'll give Miss Liz a couple minutes. She's coming back. Here we are. Miss Liz, I was just giving a shout out to, I, I took over the hosting capabilities for a second there and I just started spouting off on, on some different stuff. So I'm glad you're back. That is good. No, I think my, my USB on this side kicked out on my uh, machine. So I went on the other side. I'm, I'm really quick on that stuff. And I thank you for taking over because sometimes, you know, sometimes the host just needs to skip out and skip back in. So <laughs> a tea time out, <laughs> <laughs> right? Take a time out. Uh, so Brett, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to talk about influencers. Do you work with influencers? What is an influencer, Miss Liz? I, exactly. I, I that's a good that's a good answer because I want to know what you think an influencer is. You know, I've always thought that my wife who has like 60 Instagram followers is an influencer. Uh you know, there's micro influencers, there's large scale influencers, everyone has influence, I think. You know, and I I think it's just a natural human tendency to to you know, be influenced by other human beings. So uh, do we work with influencers? Yes. Everyone in my perspective has influence and has expertise. And especially when you combine those two things together, uh, then, you know, that's a really powerful combination. So I would say that's actually really at the core of what we're doing at Featured is, you know, we're tapping into people who have expertise and then we're letting their insights influence others in terms of thinking differently on a certain topic or ga gaining an additional perspective, you know, about a particular question. I love that answer. And the reason I asked you that was because a lot of people think that influencers are all the ones that have the big followers, have the big numbers, you know, uh, everyday person can be an influencer. Like you said, like your wife, like, you know, uh, our neighbor, it depends on what you're looking for and what you're in, you know, like what, what you want to bring into your life and what you're looking to influence you. You know, because you can influence somebody and then that person influences the next person and the next person. You know, uh, I really want to take away from not take away, but I want to have everyone understand that influencers can be anybody. You know, they don't have to have the big names. They don't have to have those screen A-listers names that, you know, that work hard and have gotten their way up there. You know, we want to have everyday people that come to the table and say, you know what, I have a voice. And I love that you have um, to give voice to celebrate because that gives 
other people the opportunity to bring their voice to the table and share. Um, you know, and what's your business called featured? A lot of people came to me and they asked me, okay, so do I get featured in magazines? Do I get featured in, in, in newspapers? Do I get featured online? Like, where do I get featured? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you log into featured.com and you go to the questions dashboard to look at all the different opportunities that there are, there's a source right next to all those different questions. And so you'll be able to see essentially where you're submitting your insight and where that will ultimately be published. Uh, but I would say for the most part, the places that you're getting published are media companies like Fast Company, they're brands with blogs, like for example, American Express or GoDaddy, or they're member-driven organizations like the Society for Human Resource Management um, or Arizona State University that are really you know, trying to tap into their member base or professions or their alumni. And so it's a wide variety of places. And so it almost goes back to your previous comment about who's an influencer. Well, who's a publisher today? Like a publisher is almost anyone with a website that wants to, you know, create content and to feature, um, you know, un unique insights. And so what we're really doing is we're tapping into those uh, people with websites, which there's more than 250 million, you know, active sites that could be considered publishers. And on the flip side of that, you have, you know, all these people with expertise that, uh, want a, a meaningful outlet to share that expertise. So it's making that connection a little easier. So Brad, you just brought up publishers because on your website, you have experts and you have publishers. So what's the difference? An expert is someone who's typically answering a question and offering their expertise. And their main motivation is they want to, you know, not only share their knowledge, but increase their exposure online. If you care about, you know, that, that benefit. Um, and then a publisher is someone with a website, someone who wants to feature and create content uh, with sometimes the main purpose of driving and increasing web traffic. And so our content is a way to do that where we're filling in the gaps for a given question and then, you know, essentially helping that website create visibility for themselves for that particular topic. So we have a question here for you, Brett. Do you guys help with advertisement? We don't. Um, so when I used to run my digital marketing company, we would run Google ads and Facebook ads and you know LinkedIn ads for, for particular clients. I would say that's typically you know something that a marketing agency would be responsible for. Um, our platform does not do any kind of advertisements, although we are considering that in the future, uh, mainly through sponsored answers. And so essentially, if you wanted to appear in a website, appear on a website or an article that has traffic you have expertise to share you could essentially you know sponsor uh, some real estate on there with your insight so that you're appearing in that regard but currently uh, we we don't have any way to advertise businesses outside of the organic way of placing experts in articles so you're talking about sponsors so can people sponsor featured currently no in the future that's definitely on the roadmap for us um, if you look at you know some of other websites that are out there, uh, specifically, you know, question and answer websites, that's one of their monetization methods is that you could sponsor an answer or sponsor an ad on their site and appear in a specific forum or discussion thread. And so we very much think that that's a good model for us in the future. So that's something that we'll, we'll be planning to pursue. So your, your former, former job before Brett was digital marketing, correct? Correct. I was in, even before that, I was an accountant. Uh, I was my first job out of school was being a corporate auditor looking at financial statements. And so uh, search engine optimization was a natural gravitation for a former auditor who loves numbers. Surprisingly, very, very uh, data driven. 
in terms of identifying proper keywords to target, looking at keyword difficulty scores, looking at, you know, from an advertisement perspective, what's the expected cost per click on a certain keyword. So uh, very much get to geek out on, you know, the, the numbers side without having to worry about being an auditor and, you know, checking out financial statements. So can we talk about a little bit about keywords? Because I want to understand keywords a little bit better. I could talk about keywords forever, Miss Liz. Let's, let's hop into <laughs> it. So what is the understanding of keywords? Is it like, is it with the hashtags or is that completely separate? So this is, so when I mentioned keywords, I'm mainly referring to search engines. And okay. so a, a keyword is whatever someone is going to type into Google or Bing or whatever your preferred search engine is to discover information. And so there's certain uh, things that people will search more often. And as a search engine marketer, your job is essentially to find those frequently searched terms that pertain to your business and to create content or create information that helps satisfy the intent of that person's query. And so an example of a keyword would be something like search engine optimization services or you know whatever you know your service or product is and you could identify essentially here's this top level keyword that um, is an umbrella type of statement so like if we're sticking down search engine optimization that's your umbrella statement uh, but then there's all these other uh, offset or related keywords that you can target that are things like questions that your customers might your prospective customers might be asking like what's the value of a backlink or other closely related uh, services instead of SEO services you might be looking for something like technical SEO services or content creation services and so you're basically putting yourself in the customer's perspective thinking about what kind of things that they're going to search engines to search for to discover uh, businesses and services like the one that your company offers. Well, that's pretty cool. Like, I, I always wonder, because I have a lot of people that come to me, Miss Liz, you need to change your keywords. And I'm like, my, my keywords, what's wrong with my keywords? <laughs> <laughs> so should we change our keywords up? Like if we have a website, do you recommend that we change keywords up? Or is I, there a site we could check for keywords? Or Yeah, so the the easiest place to look for, for keywords is just go to your homepage, hover over the little browser tag up there. And typically that's what your key, your target keyword is. And so if it says something like home or welcome, then that's an opportunity for you to update your keywords to be more okay. descriptive and then to you know better match what people are searching for and what your website's all about. Uh, so in terms of sites that you would go to to check out other keywords to identify, um, Google has a free, um, free tool called Google, uh, I think it's Google Keyword Planner, and it's through Google Ads. But basically, you could just type in specific keywords, and you could figure out how often those keywords searched, um, and what's the expected cost per click that's associated with those keywords. So not to confuse you or your listeners too much, but essentially, the higher that an advertiser is willing to pay to have their ad appear for a keyword, likely the more um, that that keyword will produce results for your business because advertisers are willing to pay a premium on uh, for appearing for that keyword. And then if they're, they're out there paying $10 per click, then chances are they're seeing conversions from that keyword. So versus something that might be like 10 cents for a click, 
might might not really be converting for that advertiser so their willingness to pay is much uh, much more down and so the whole purpose of keywords is to attract customers that you know are ultimately going to purchase and buy and so you want to really devote your home page keyword and some of your services pages to target those high value keywords that are going to produce uh, for you and one one clarification point as well as there's a there's a big difference between search engine optimization and then paid advertising so when we're talking about keywords there's two different ways that you could essentially you know target them one is just go to google ads and put in your keyword and pay for every click that gets generated from that ad and then the other side of this is um, search engine optimization which is organic you're not paying for each click uh, essentially your goal is to create really great content and to have that appear in search engines um, in order to do that, you have to outrank competition. There's a whole lot of other stuff that goes into it. Um, but, you know, ultimately, if you're successful in that endeavor, then you're not paying for each click. And so that's the the two differences, you know, two different ways you could work with keywords. So a lot of people talk about advertisements. So would feature, is it part of advertisement? Like when we answer the questions, submit the questions. Uh, so is it some form of advertising yourself? Like I'd, I'd say that it's, it's, um, it's a form of building visibility and, okay. en and enhancing your exposure, uh, which I guess, depending on your definition of advertising, could fall into that category. However, when I think of advertising, I think of paying for placement and paying you know, to get your billboard up or to get your Google ad live. Um, and we don't, that's not our business model. Our business model is a freemium B2B SaaS business model where marketers can pay to answer unlimited questions on our platform and so uh, you, our free plan you could answer up to three questions a month at no cost and then if you really want to increase your exposure online you could pay a subscription to answer unlimited questions on our platform and so uh is that advertising uh not really but kind of it's kind of a gray area you know it has the same kind of objective but it has a different form of monetization that's typically associated with it so let's talk about monetization. All right. I could talk all day about that too. <laughs> I'm going to just hit you up with a bunch of questions because I have a bunch of people that are asking about advertising and marketing and features and magazines and stuff like that. But monetization like for platforms like myself, how, how does that work? Well, I think it just goes back to what you're selling, you know, what, uh, what kind of products and services are, are being offered on your platform and, and uh, what's the best business model to, to support it? So, you know, for us, um, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a software as a service for our monetization, meaning that we monetize from monthly subscriptions where people are willing to pay for, you know, whatever that software looks like. Uh, there's many different things that, um, you know, ways that you could monetize. I think that one of the most interesting things that I'm, I'm currently thinking about is how to monetize innovation and really putting the the price around the product versus you know uh, the the opposite where typically someone will come up with a business idea and create the business and create the product and create the service and then attach a price to it afterwards versus thinking about what's the problem that you're solving for a customer and what are they willing to pay for you to solve that problem and then designing the solution so that you could seamlessly fit within their willingness to pay and make sure that you can, you know, make a profit from that. So uh, I think that that's kind of, you know, a high level view of how to think about monetization. So we have a question here. What does monetization mean? I know what it means. I know, I, and I know you know, but 
this person doesn't monetization means making money making some dollars <laughs> or euros <laughs> or wherever you're at so we have another question brett for you does feature work globally or just within united states a lot of our publishers are are based in the us however i would say that our uh base of experts is is global so um, no matter where you are in the world, you have some perspective that you could offer and share. And uh, there's plenty of opportunities to do that on, on Featured. So we have a comment here. This helps bridge my generational gap. Call it granny in, uh, ineptitude if you want. But this is interesting and informative. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I think that in regards to the generational gap, it's one thing that I really, really enjoy about what we're doing at Featured is that no matter how old you are or no matter where you're at in life, you have something to offer. Uh, daily, we see some submissions from people, most notably a couple of days ago, there was like this 94 year old architect in New York who had acquired you know, more than 50 different like awards and accolades you know, in, in the course of his career. And we sent him an email, it's like, hey, here's this architecture question, would you mind answering? And he loved it. He's like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, you know, no one, no one asked me for this stuff. Like, you know, very far past my prime in my career, but yet that person's insights were just incredible. And, and on the flip side of that, you know, you have someone who might just be almost graduating college and has incredible perspective on what it's like to graduate in 2023. And like, what does employment look like? And what are the employment trends that are happening? So like, that's the really unique thing about what we're doing is that if you look at the output of the concept that, that we have, typically there's an introduction and then the rest of the article are four to eight sentence insights from 10 different experts that collectively offer up this really unique perspective about a given topic. So, um, you know, regardless of the general generational gaps that that always exist in the workforce, I think that collectively um, we could piece together some really um, great wisdom. Well, I'm guessing that you guys work with a lot of different ranges of uh, generations as well, right? So you get like the millenniums, you get the generation X, you get the boomers, you get them all, right? One thing I was saying when when you took your tea time out was I was going back to... <laughs> when I had my time out. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was saying, because I didn't know what to talk about was in the in the uh, you know snippet here, it says Brett Farmelo author. And so I talked about how I... Uh, right at 22 years old, was coming out of school, didn't really know what to do, created a career education website where myself and three friends traveled around the country in an RV to interview people about their career paths. And we documented all of their stories on a website for college students to turn to, to say, hey, how do I become like Michael Jordan shoe designer? Or how do I become a CEO of a company? Or how do I become, you know, a goat farmer? All of these different, you know, stories. And the thing, we traveled 38 states, did two road trips, um, you know, interviewed more than 300 people, 16,000 miles. The thing that I learned is that people don't have a meaningful outlet to share their life's experiences and expertise. And so why else would like the CEO of a major company spend an hour with four random straggly college kids in an RV and share their life's accumulations and secrets, you know, in that regard as people just don't get the microphone enough. Not everyone could be here on Miss Liz tea time and talking about the stuff that's super important to them. So, and at the same time, it's super important to share that stuff. That's like, you know, kind of what the meaning of life is, is like you go on this journey 
and you get this these great insights along the way and it's a travesty if you don't get to share that stuff and you just you know carry that on so um that's the cool part i think about about humanity is that everyone recognizes that hey i wouldn't be where i'm i am today if it weren't for so and so helping guiding me on that path and i have an obligation to give back so that the next person can you know find find their way in their journey so that's the really cool about you know the thing that i learned on that road trip is that people have this this natural um you know ability to say hey i'd, I'd be willing to share you know what i've accumulated uh with the purpose of you know paying it forward and that's exactly why i do tea time is because we don't get the mic enough you know and that that person that has an incredible story doesn't get seen doesn't get heard i'm there saying hey come over here and have a cup of tea with me you know and it's not like I, I snipped out and took my tea time at the wrong time because I missed a lot of cool stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was short. It was short, but not, now you're up to speed. So so you wrote the book at 22 or you traveled at 22? Traveled at 22, turned 23. And then I think I started writing the book, you know, shortly thereafter. Uh, I wrote the whole book and when it was complete, I threw it in the trash and started again, uh, basically oh. because the, the output of that book wasn't in line and didn't realize the full potential of, of uh, what it could be. And so I actually started over and uh, ended up ultimately creating a book that, that we really loved. So um, the first one was a narrative from me. The second one was a narrative from all the people that we interviewed. And it was basically just dicing down the commentary into commonalities and, um, you know, the, the, of the people that we interviewed. And then just taking the best quotes from all of these interviews and putting it into, you know, kind of a coffee table style book and letting the images of, of our trip speak for, for itself. So really cool trip, obviously very foundational in terms of how I think about life and, um, and you know, what we're doing today. So where can people get this book? Because I didn't find that book. I didn't do my Man. homework enough. I only printed out a thousand copies. They arrived and you would be very surprised how much space a thousand books takes up. Oh, I know. I got books all over. <laughs> so I don't know if you could find the book anywhere other than maybe Amazon picking up a used copy, you know, somewhere, but it's, it's called pursue the passion and uh, it's blue with an RV on it. So uh and I'm not bearded in those photos. <laughs> so is that the RV that you guys rode in or? That was the RV that we rode in. Yep. There was actually two RVs. The first summer uh, was an RV that if you've seen the Breaking Bad series, uh, there was an RV that looked exactly like that RV in Breaking Bad. And that was a bad RV. It broke down quite often. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I quit my job uh, shortly thereafter and got another road trip together. And, you know, ended up getting a corporate sponsor for the second trip. They bought us an RV that would make it around the country that was, you know, reliable. And that's the RV that's on the, the cover of the book. Well, that sounds like an interesting adventure for sure. My goodness. So you got sponsors. So you got to drive around and interview people and have fun and get to. Did you try new, new uh, foods and uh, cultures and stuff like that as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, it was all American based, so just 38 states. And, you know, it was, it was like one of my first real forays into like startup life because uh, we were trying to sell sponsorships. And that is not a very easy pitch, you know, when you're thinking about, oh, will you sponsor four recent college grads to go around the country in an RV? 
Um, you know, there's typically like you have to find a really unique suitor for that. So it took us about three months. We did find a food sponsor uh, to give us essentially an unlimited supply of Hot Pockets. And we proceeded to eat Hot Pockets for breakfast, lunch and dinner for 30 days straight um, to save money to try to you know, bootstrap this endeavor. And so when you talked about, uh, hey, did you get to try new foods? Yes, we did, because it was if you've seen the movie Super Size Me, where the guy eats McDonald's for 30 days and ends up in the hospital, that was exactly like uh, it was eating Hot Pockets for 30 days. So we, we ended up throwing away the Hot Pocket vouchers, said never to eat a Hot Pocket again. I think that maybe at this point, it's 17 years later, I've never eaten another Hot Pocket since. But, you know, um, it ultimately allowed us to come to find a good sponsor and then, you know, experience life. Yeah, I was just about to ask you if you ever ate a Hot Pocket again. <laughs> no, no, sodium no. sweats are not for me. <laughs> so I want to get into your tea. So if I give you the letters T-E-A, what words would you give me today for your tea time? Uh, T-E-A, well, I think that you, you kind of spoiled it a little bit, saying that it didn't have to exactly be T-E-A. Um, but my tea would would essentially go back to, you know, this road trip we're talking about in terms of passion. Um, I think that the thing that I learned from a lot of uh, people that I spoke with is that whatever you're doing, you know, make sure that you're passionate about it. And, um, you know, because that's ultimately what's going to pull you through to success. So I would say passion. Um, the second thing I would say in relation to, you know, profession is, is uh, knowledge. So I think that most people believe that all the answers are readily accessible in a search engine. And the reality is that most of our knowledge isn't online yet. And so I'm really you know, passionate about bringing new knowledge and unlocking new knowledge to uh, improve the information that the world can access. Um, so knowledge would be you know, that second uh, acronym. And then the third one is just family. Like I'm a dad of three, I got a beautiful wife. Um, you know, my, my weekends are dominated by a minivan and wherever we're going. So. You know, I think that uh, those are the th three things that really drive me in life. So are you just a van guy in, in particular? Like RVs <laughs> I can't get away. <laughs> can't get away. Look, hey, if you got three kids and you can press a button to open a door and they jump in, that is the biggest value proposition that I've ever seen, you know, you know, from a family person. So minivans are what's up. Uh, RVs, I probably won't own one again. I've a, I'm a three-time RV owner. But um, the biggest surprise, honestly, is that you can be you can have a regular driver's license and hop in an rv and drive it like <laughs> that's a little scary <laughs> have you ever thought of turning a bus into an rv i would never live in an rv or go on a bus again <laughs> <laughs> so no no uh, pocket pizza pockets no hot no. pockets no, no hot, hot pockets, pockets no and... rvs <laughs> um, that part of my life is has uh, flown by me <laughs> So, Brett, you mentioned something. Your second word, you said knowledge. I want to talk about that word knowledge because a lot of people don't understand that knowledge is not just the search engine. Not just, you know, it's not just at our fingertips. We really got to push ourselves and and encourage ourselves to dig a little deeper. You know, if we don't find it here, go to a book, go to a, a source or a, a service, or you know, like reach out. So, for you to get knowledge out there. What, what resources do you think that we should be engaging in more? Well, I think that you learn through creation sometimes. And so, you know, there's, there's a, 
a good practice to get into of of sharing knowledge and whatever that outlet is you know whether that's a personal blog that you have on a website whether that's you know something like featured and sharing answers on the go um you know or it's just like take saying yes to certain opportunities and you know uh, showing up and sharing what you know so i think that that's that's the first part of knowledge is is uh you already have some and you uh, can create more knowledge through sharing knowledge. Uh, so that's one. And then in terms of other, like acquiring new knowledge, there's just endless amounts of opportunity if you're curious enough to, you know, go surround yourself with the right things. So I think that it, it goes back to what's the passion of the day and to follow that and to, you know, um, look to uncover some, some different things that might exist. I want to talk about passion because we don't see a, a lot of passion in a lot of fields and a lot of jobs. A lot of people are just doing the nine to five, you know, they're struggling They're, you know, so how do we get passion into people? Brett? Um, it's a good question. I've obviously given a, a lot of thought, you know, I think that even if you're in a nine to five, you could be super passionate about it. Like, you know, I think that the, the, the ultimate thing about, passion is just do you care like do you care enough to get through the the lows like how do you what what motivates you to keep pushing and so if you're in it you know there's nothing wrong with nine to five and like if you're in a nine to five i think that you could be super passionate about that without being passionate about the work if you're passionate about what that work leads to so if it allows for you to go on some minivan adventures with your family and that's what you're looking forward to and that's what makes you persist through the 40 hours a week you could be passionate about you know your family and raising children and doing all of that stuff and you know you don't necessarily have to be super passionate about the work as long as you have passion in life you know you can't just be on go all the time you know uh, i think that there's there's moments that call for certain amounts of energy to be uh, to be spent and for me as an entrepreneur, like that you have to be, and as a leader, you know, you have to probably have different levels of passion that you're applying towards your business, towards your vision, because ultimately what's the definition of a leader? A leader is someone who, who people follow and no one's gonna follow someone that's not excited about what they're doing. So, you know, I think that there's elements of that um, as well. You're talking about a leader and I asked you to give me one word to describe yourself and you gave me the word leader. So let's get into leader. Why, yeah, why, I don't even think why, I said you, leader. I said you, passion, family, so... and knowledge. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take I'll take leader too. Um, you know, what, what was your question? Well, I asked you before we did the interview during our time of emails back and forth before we booked oh, your okay. tea time, right? And I asked you to give me one word to describe yourself, and you gave me the word leader. Yeah, well, I I feel like I'm very much a leader in every regard, um, mainly because of that definition that people. Um, are following, you know, people are following me with, with a company, um, you know, we've raised uh, venture capital for, for this company. So, you know, there's a, there's an element of people buying into the vision and thinking that this is going to, to go somewhere and following the vision. Um, you know, there's the family aspect where, you know, raising, raising kids and they're following your, your advice on go, go clean your room, <laughs> you know, do, do stuff like that. You know, so I think that, a leader is someone who people are willing to follow and then, you know, follow that vision to, to act upon that vision. And so, um, you know, I think that that's something that as of the last, you know, five years or so, I've really kind of uh, stepped into that role and embraced it. And it's uh, a place that I feel pretty, pretty comfortable. 
So your children must be pretty young because you're telling them to go clean their rooms still. <laughs> One of them's ten. He should know better. Yeah, ten, seven, and four. So yeah, it's young-ish. Young, almost old enough to know better now. So Brett, I want to get into. Uh, we have a question here about content. Uh, how do we know what is good content and bad content? Well, I think that search engines are an excellent barometer of what's good content and bad content, uh, because ultimately, does it rank in search engines? Uh, and if you wanted to take even one step further back, is it even indexed and discoverable in a search engine? And oh. so uh, the thing that has emerged in 2023 is that the ease of creating content has never been easier with chat gpt with generative ai you could very much pump out an entire article copy paste put it on a website and so search engines now have this um, challenge of determining what should we index and what should we display to end users and so the thing that i, I think that is happening with search engines is it's no longer a guarantee that if you publish something on your website that Google or search engines are actually going to index it and consider it to appear. And so I think that, you know, just to get geeky from kind of a search marketing perspective, um, that's a new newer challenge that's never really existed in search is that that's step one is get your content indexed. Uh, step two is now can you actually get it to appear for um, whatever someone's searching for? And so that would, to me would be the definition of good content and that's ultimately what we're aspiring to with featured is every every article that we create we want it to be the best answer to a question on the internet and so the very best piece of content is something that's that appears in what's called a featured snippet and a featured snippet is on the very top of a search engine result usually you'll, you'll see this in bigger font that's bolded that's meant to directly answer the question that you just asked um, if you're in a featured snippet, Google recognizes that your content is very clearly answering the question of a, of a searcher and they're displaying that confidently. So the, the best content is in a featured snippet. Okay content is you're indexed and good content means that you're you know ranking uh, within search engines. So is that kind of like where you rank on Google? So like if you do a Google search for yourself, if you're on the first page, third page, seventh yep, page. Exactly. So if you're searching for, if you create an article about where pay and benefits is headed in 2023 and you Google pay and benefits trends, where does your content rank on Google's okay. pages? So and how do we get on the first page? That is exactly what I was talking about with keywords is those two paths to, to ultimately appearing on the first page. The quickest path is to go to Google ads and to pay for, to appear for a certain keyword. Um, and then the, the harder path is the, the path where you look to create great content, promote that content, make sure that your website is structurally sound so that a search engine can discover and index your content. And then ultimately, if you're doing those three things better than the other people who currently occupy those positions for that keyword, now you could ultimately you know, achieve that, that first page ranking. So there's a lot of complexities that go into it. It's very much determinant on what kind of keyword you're targeting, what kind of industry you're in. Um, but the best way to determine it is to you know, go to a search engine, type in a keyword, look and see who's ranking on that first page. 
And if you're seeing, you know, CNN.com and Forbes.com and, you know, uh, people who are, who are generally have much more authoritative websites, then you should focus on something that's called long tail keywords. And long tail keywords are basically, uh, you know, for a lack of a better term, keywords that are three to six words in length that are a little more descriptive about what someone's asking for. So for example, a customer question, um, there might be an FAQ that always comes up. Uh, for us, it's, you know, how do I know when my answer's selected, you know, or, or something like that, or like, how do I get free press for my business? That would be an example of a longer tail keyword. And so if you look at the number of searches that happen on a daily basis, about 91% of all searches are long tail keywords, but the average amount of t uh, times that that keyword is searched per month is like 10 times or less than 10 times. And so collectively, long tail keywords make up the majority of searches on the internet, but they're typically, when you take them individually, a very, very low scale of you know what that, that means. So to be an effective small business marketer, you're typically focused on long tail keywords you're typically focused on creating a large amount of content to create a large blanket up amongst all those long tail keywords. And that hope, hopefully they accumulate so that you can increase visibility for your business. So we have a question here. How do we know when our submissions are featured or if we were selected? We will notify you via email uh, if and when you're featured, uh, your, your answer has been featured in an article. We also have a, a feature uh, within our platform called Track My Answer. And so you're actually able to look and see what the status is of that answer, whether that it's in review, which means that it's currently in, in progress. Uh, selected means that it's been selected and passed to the publisher and it's awaiting publication or uh, not selected, which means that unfortunately the answer was not selected for publication and you know is, is, uh, is discarded or, or published. So, those are the different statuses and ways to track. Oh, I think my mic is back. I had yep. a little, my mic was off. So we have a question here. Does your platform, your, uh, does features work with speakers platforms? Yeah, so there's not a way to submit audio. If that's the question on, on featured. Uh, we do have many, 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 many speakers <laughs> that are keynotes that are looking to essentially, you know, expand their visibility for themselves. So, you know, coaches, consultants, speakers typically love our platform because it gives them an additional platform to, to stand on and to, you know, share their expertise. So um, no audio at this point in terms of voice submissions, but in terms of personas, um, you know, keynote speakers are, are definitely a, a big, big one for us. And where do you see features going in the next five years? So I think that it, if you look at the overall landscape of search and traditionally there's been centralized question and answer platforms and they've traditionally dominated search results. And I think that you're gonna see that that type of search result get democratized and, and more redistributed to publishers that actually have authority and expertise about the topic. And so when I think about this, it's like, why does, Quora, for example, Quora is the world's largest Q&A site. Why does Quora outrank HR.com today for an HR-related question? And the reality is, is that Quora has the content and HR.com doesn't. And so if you were able to, to equip HR.com with identical content, now search engines are faced with a, a decision of, 
well, who do I rank? Like, do I rank the site with expertise about human resources information, or do I rank a generalized question and answer site? And so really for us, the future of featured is redistributing a lot of that Q&A content over to publishers that want to feature expert insights, and then redistributing that search traffic over to publishers who use our platform. So I think that's the big future for us. And if anybody has a small business, what pro, uh, what plan do you recommend that they go with? I always recommend to start with our free starter plan. So if you go to featured.com, you sign up, answer up to three questions a month, see what happens, experience the value proposition of getting featured, you know, track that, make it a part of your routine, set a little 15 minute reminder on Wednesday morning to answer a couple questions or sign up for alerts in our system, which will then allow you to input keywords that pertain to your expertise, or you could input target publications of places that you want to feature, get featured on. You'll get email not notifications when new questions go live that will you know, basically email no notify you and you can answer it that way. Answer those three questions a month. And then if you ever feel the need to essentially answer more, then you could experiment with one of our paid plans. But for the for the majority of small businesses out there, the free starter plan is, is all you need. And how does somebody submit a question to your platform? You sign up as a publisher. So if you want content for your website, you can ask a question on Featured and get a full-length article ready to be published at no cost. And so, um, like I mentioned, the cost of creating content today is being quickly driven to, to zero. On our platform, that's actually a reality. And you could actually just click a suggested question uh, on Featured, and then you'll get an article for your review within two to three weeks that feature you know, insights from experts. So that's another way to, to utilize our platform. And do you guys work with publicists? All the time. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of publicists that are, you know, answering on behalf of, you know, experts that they represent. And we have another question here. Do you work with people that write books? Can they use your platform oh, yeah. for books? Tons of authors looking to basically, you know, promote their, their upcoming book. Um, there's tons of, you know, different questions that pertain to that book. So if you wrote like a, a nonfiction book about a particular topic, you know, what a great way to find questions that relate to that topic and, you know, and, and spread and share your expertise. And, you know, basically every, every piece that you submit has your name, your job title and your company attached to your answer. And so it's a great way to say Brett Farmelo, author, book title, and, you know, get that out there. Well, that's really cool. I'm learning so much and the, and the questions are just coming in. Like, can I get magazines? You don't do any magazine releases or anything like that, correct? So currently we're just online, uh, but there's quite a few magazines that, that do, you know, post questions and, and, and uh, allow people to get publication. So is there other businesses like yours out there, Fred? Yeah, there's a few different, uh, different platforms that are out there. There's a legacy competitor in the space that many people have heard of called Helper Reporter Out. Uh, oh. or Harrow. So that's been around since like 2007 and uh, is owned by Cision today. And then there's a couple other platforms out there as well. So if anybody would like to get involved with you, Brett, how can they reach you? Brett at featured.com is the email address. Feel free to drop me a line. Um, I'm actually super curious to, to uh, hear from Miss Liz's fans and user base. So feel free to do that. Otherwise, just go to featured.com and answer questions and see what happens. And what final message do you have for everybody today? Um, you know, well, 
I've got a feeling of gratitude of being on this show for, for an hour and hanging out. Um, you know, but in terms of messaging, I would just say that you are unique. Um, that's actually one of our, our core values. And, and, you know, it goes back to this, this theme that we've touched on quite a bit in the show, which is, you know, everyone's an ex- expert in something. That's actually one of the things that most, like one of the biggest hurdles that people get over in using a platform like ours is like, oh, I don't know if I'm like qualified enough to, to share my expertise on this. And when we're looking at it on our side, we're like, are you kidding me? Like, you've got like 25 years of experience in this one thing. And like, you know, so I think that self-doubt is one thing that oftentimes people have to combat. So uh, the message that I would send everyone off with is you are unique. Your uh, irrepeatable miracle that can't ever be repeated, and you know to go out there and get it, and, and uh, you know you could start with a platform like ours. You could start with going to acquire new knowledge, sharing new knowledge. Um, but then in the day, like you are a unique human being, and um, express that and however you feel. Well, I, I really, really enjoyed my time with you, Brett. And like I said, you look like my cousin. I'm going to send you cousin a picture Tony. and you're going to be like, oh my God, she is right. <laughs> cousin Tony. And, to- and Tony, I know you're going to check this out later because he's always checking up on me. Uh, and he's going to be, Liz, like, what the heck? And I was like, yeah, I had you and your, your twin on. Like, and you have a twin out there. We'll do, so. we'll do a selfie, but I'm going to be <laughs> upset if he doesn't look like me. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was a real pleasure having you here and learning so much and getting so much from you, Brett, because this is what we need to do, right? We need to open up and share these stories like yours so that people can understand that there's different ways of getting information out there, getting seen and heard. And I really love that phrase of, uh, where did I put it? The, to give voice to celebrate. I really love, love that because there's so many voiceless people out there that are self-doubting themselves. And they can just go and answer a couple questions. And it doesn't take long, guys. I did I did it last night. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Some of the questions were really deep, make you really think. And you have up to a thousand words that you can put in. So, like, you can put quite a bit in there, uh, you know. And it makes you really, like, go within yourself as well. So, I want to thank you for that platform. Like, it's really, really cool. So, check it out. I suggest everybody check out features.com. You know, reach out to Brett and see what you can do and connect. And I'd love to hear the feedback as well from what you got from today's Tea Time. And if you'd like to know more about these Tea Times, you can check out Miss Liz's website at www.misslizesteatimes.com. If you'd like to check out Brett's uh, site, Brett, I'll get you to read it out. So for the audio people, they can type it in. Sure. It's featured.com. F-E-A-T-U-R-E-D. Featured.com. Well, thank you so much. And we will be back tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be talking about Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, We're going to be talking about a lot of cool things. This morning, we talked about clutter. This afternoon, we're talking about features and advertisements. And tonight, we're going to talk about Alzheimer's and dementia and books, writing your story and getting your legacy out there. Uh, Brett, I feel that this is your legacy. And I really want to thank you again. I want thank you for featuring me and sitting hey. and having tea with me and taking over when I kind of took a time out. So <laughs> I really want to thank everybody. And I will see everybody at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the second, the third tea time of this week. And then we'll do it all over again next next week, same time, same place with three new TEAs. And again, 
I want to thank you, Brett. And I want to thank all of my listeners and viewers and my supporters that have joined me today. I want to thank you all. I see you popping in. I see all the questions coming in. I hope that we got the answers out. If you have any more further questions for Brett, please send them to me and I will get them to Brett. So until then, I will see you guys at 7 p.m. for the last tea time of this week. Look at that.